1066, Battle of Hastings. Introduction. The Battle of Hastings would decide the fate of England in that it would decide whose rulership would help author England's future for the next era of its history. This battle was fought between Harold Godwinson of England, who claimed that the throne had been left to him by Edward the Confessor before he died, and William I, or William the Conqueror. William was an ambitious man who sought to claim the throne of England for himself. He was not the only ruler to do this as much of Europe was aware of England's power vacuum occurring due to Edward the Confessor's death. While Godwinson claimed that Edward had named him the next king of England, this did not stop William from planning his invasion and eventually going through with his plans to invade and take the throne for himself. This would then lead to the climactic Battle of Hastings. Harold Godwinson's Advantages Harold Godwinson's army was significant in its capabilities. This was not only because it was a seasoned military for having defeated the Vikings by removing them from conquering England through their northern shores, but Harold Godwinson also was a smart military leader. He was eager to keep the throne, but he was not desperate. In avoiding a mentality of desperation, he avoided foolish and rash actions that could have led to his defeat earlier by the Vikings. That or the Battle of Hastings could have ended more quickly than it did. Despite the seasoned experience of his military and the fact that it had repelled the Viking invasions of England earlier in the year 1066, they could not avoid the reality of becoming increasingly tired as they marched and fought across England in order to repel both the Vikings and then the Normans. Godwinson could have given his army more time to rest, but he decided to rush them to England's southern shores. The lack of rest may have affected his troops' morale during the battle. While his military still held the home field advantage and were uphill from the Normans, it is possible to consider from a tactical standpoint that the lack of rest affected his army negatively and helped the Normans attain victory, though this would not be the main reason that the Normans would eventually win the day. Godwinson also had financial backing from many of the English aristocrats, aristocrats, so he and his military were well-funded. William the Conqueror's Advantages For the Battle of Hastings, William I, or William the Conqueror, also had some advantages, some of which would help him attain victory and lead to his official claim to the throne of England. For one thing, William had been taking some time to plan for his invasion of England by making negotiations with allies to aid his military. He also received approval from Pope Alexander II to conquer England. This was due to the fact that he promised the church some of England's land if he was victorious. While this deal was likely shady, the Pope held some degree of moral influence over Europe. Regardless of what was done to make the deal happen or what agreements were involved between the two parties, it likely rallied support for William's military and the allies he sought to be at his side when he moved to conquer England. Although this part of the history is historically questionable, it does have some historically backed evidence with it being on a tapestry that depicts the Battle of Hastings. Another advantage that William had was cavalry. He, the Normans were descended from Vikings, but they had dropped their fighting strategies over a hundred years prior to the events of 1066. Not only did they have cap- cavalry, but they would use strategies unfamiliar unfamiliar to Godwinson and his army. That put two additional advantages in William's tool belt. There was also the advantage of numbers, as William had a few hundred more soldiers at the Battle of Hastings than Godwinson's army did. This did not turn out to be a significant factor in the outcome of the battle, but it was an advantage nonetheless. The battle's outcome. 
The battle took place on October 14, 1066. Both sides met at Hastings, England to decide the fate of the nation. The battle lasted nearly all day and both sides fought well. Harold Godwinson's army fought to keep their battle position, knowing that if they held the line, they would likely win the battle and cause the defeat of the Normans. However, the Normans with William I were just as persistent and brutal, launching their cavalry and being ever persistent in their focus to break the line of the English. Both sides were skilled and had high morale at the beginning of the battle. As the day drew closer to night, both sides began to lose this morale and their momentum. At first, it seemed the Normans would lose, as some of the soldiers heard reports that William had been killed in battle. These rumors had spread throughout the military, military, only for William to debunk them by rallying his troops to maintain their pressure on the English. His presence caused their morale to soar, giving them the advantage that they needed to win the battle. Despite the strength of the English army, they faltered and were defeated not long after Harold Godwinson was killed in battle. It is not known whether he was killed by an archer's arrow through his skull or pierced by two cavalry soldiers. Regardless of how he died, we can confirm that he was seen killed in some way on the battlefield. William would then become William I of England. In the history books, he would become known as William the Conqueror. Despite the big name attached to him, he was not a brutal conqueror as he did not seek to harm any of the citizens of England. His goal was only to defeat Godwinson, his army, and take the throne for himself. He regretted the loss of life that occurred at the Battle of Hastings. Hourly History, Battle of Hastings Much of the information I learned about the Battle of Hastings and the historical figures involved in it were researched from Hourly History's book, Battle of Hastings, A History from Beginning to End. Much of what I say here is paraphrasing and summarizing what they say. Their book on this significant moment moment in history is short but very informative. I recommend reading some of their books as they can be helpful for research projects like what I do here with my blog. I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion on the Battle of Hastings in 1066 and I hope you look forward to listening to the next topic I discuss.